0: A one custom car care, all of your car care needs, these are the folks for you. Free year, thirty-six thousand mile warranty almost work. They recognize that sometimes things go wrong. Mistakes may be made, maybe a part. Not every part is absolutely perfect. So that's why they offer that three-year, 36,000-mile warranty. They also have financing available, and you don't even have, the best, you have to have the best credit. If uh, you find yourself financially in a position where you're like, I can't afford to get the vehicle fixed, but I have to get the vehicle fixed in order to get to work so I can afford to get the vehicle fixed. It's just a bad place to be, right? So they have an option for you. You can ask them about it, then decide whether it's the right thing for you. A1 Custom Car Care. A couple of um, terrorism-related items here, and we are going to have Congressman Burleson joining us in just about five or six minutes. The Middle East Media Research Institute recently published a report noting that Iran Supreme Leader Khomeini hinted at uh, two different occasions in 2002 and 2003 at the complete conquest of Israel in his media mouthpiece, Kayon. According to the Middle East Media Research Institute, from Khomeini's propo- uh, propaganda outlet, Kayan, the plan of mass murder was engineered by the late Iranian global terrorist Soleimani in 2020. This is the guy that Trump took out that really caused a lot of hand-wringing, particularly amongst Democrats. You can't just go around killing terrorists. You realize what this means? <laughs> that even though Trump hasn't been president for a couple of years, he has already, he preemptively took action on this terrorist attack against Israel. The guy who apparently engineered way ahead of time this final solution, if you will, they call it the complete conquest. It's just just a different way of saying final solution. Their final solution was developed by somebody that Trump already took out. So here, Trump hasn't been president for a couple of years, and the guy who is seen as, as apparently the architect of this entire plan, he's already been taken care of by who? By Trump. <laughs> Only Trump could somehow manage. Meanwhile, while this administration has once again, for the third time, had a difficult time getting Americans out of a country that was in some form of collapse and their lives were in danger, Afghanistan obviously being the first one where we promised we'd leave no one behind and then two weeks later did. Sudan, back in the spring, where we left 16,000 Americans completely and totally stranded, told them, ah, you can get yourself out. And now in Israel. Governor DeSantis has already successfully evacuated 300 Americans out of there. An airlift operation initiated by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis evacuated 300 American citizens trapped inside Israel and landed in Florida Sunday. The messenger reported that the Republican presidential candidate was at Tampa International Airport, or would be at Tampa International Airport. The story was written prior to the successful endeavor. He was there along with Florida First Lady Casey DeSantis to welcome home those abroad the flight. Why is it so difficult for this administration to do things that, here you have the governor of Florida, that by Sunday, by Sunday, 300 Americans safely home? And for her part, Nikki Haley, also running for the Republican nomination, warned the United Nations. Of the Hamas threat to Israel, sought to label it a terror group. This was back in 2018. But her efforts on behalf of the United States to have Hamas labeled as a terrorist threat were snubbed and shut down by other members because the United Nations, as I have noted on numerous occasions, is not worthless. It has a great deal of worth and value to terrorism and to dictators. They're the ones who always benefit from the United Nations, and this was yet another example in which Nikki Haley as ambassador attempted to have them labeled, accurately so as a terrorist organization, but the United Nations managed to protect the terrorist once again.
1: From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. The Springfield Branson National Airport is asking
0: for input on its master plan. It's updated every few years to make sure that the airport can continue to receive money from the federal government to make improvements. Under the revised plan the airport has come up with so far, officials say with the current rate of passenger
1: growth, a parking garage may be necessary. Reed Middle School in Springfield is being demolished to make way for the new Reed Academy of Fine and Performing Arts.
0: It will cost around $60 million and is being paid for through bonds approved by voters in April. The adjacent property and nearby lots owned by the school district will give it about six acres for the new, larger school building. Demolition is expected to take about two months. For Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny today, I have 67, mostly clear, 46 tonight and tomorrow. Sunshine warmer with a high of 73. Ah. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, Miami, uh, uh South Beach, the heat, uh. American Transmissions, talk at text line 447 KSGF. We are, of course, on Facebook Live, one zero four one. Nick Reed. You can find us there. That is sponsored by Springfield Raps. I want to welcome with us Congressman uh, Eric Burleson. Today, noon Eastern, I believe, uh, there is to be a vote on Speaker of the House since we last spoke. Uh, Scalise dropped out there was the behind closed door voting on speakership and uh, between Scalise and Jordan there was the the votes went to Scalise but it evidently became clear to him that he was not going to get support from certain Republicans so he dropped out this has left Jim Jordan and uh, over the, the the news that has come out over the past several days is that he has been very successful and having conversations with a number of these uh, these members of Congress, some of which who said they'd never support him, that are now endorsing him. There are still some holdouts. Some big conservative donors are saying, if you don't support Jordan, we're going to cut off your funding. And so th- there appears to be momentum in the direction of Jordan. I want to get your thoughts on it. And then also somebody had texted in the question asking your opinion about why that there what if there's a the real reason behind some republicans not supporting jordan as speaker
1: wow that was long <laughs> <laughs> um, um okay so jordan has been gaining momentum there were a lot of holdouts there's like 55 people that said they weren't going to vote for him and then over the weekend you had people that uh there's there maybe a dozen people that came out publicly that said, that they would not vote for Jordan. Um, some of those have switched. They switched in like forty-eight hours. What's
0: happening uh, there? Still- I, I mean, I know he's making calls and everything, but and I I, I noted earlier. I suppose this is a good sign for him uh, as he's auditioning, if you will, to some degree for a leadership position. That he's getting people to come, right. you know, to his side. So, wh- do, is there any? um uh, Sort of word right. as to what's going on that that these conversations are leading to people coming to his support,
1: right? Because okay, so just think the dynamic of the most of the people that are voting against Jim Jordan is that they are part of the old guard. A lot of them mm-hmm. they've been here for a long time. They uh, they respect the rules. They respect the traditions, and uh, and some of them are moderates, and so they. Um, Frankly, it's, these are the kind of people that I came up here because out of frustration, right? You know that they don't they don't represent the Republican values that we understand in Southwest Missouri, true fiscal conservative values. But you know that that is, but it's, it's the truth there's a lot of people who have been here for a long time. There's a reason why they call it the swamp, and they do not want like for them. Jim Jordan is a bee change. It is uh, mm. an upheaval of, of the system. But they also recognize that they cannot oppose him publicly because uh, those, many of those members went back home and they have yeah. been lit on fire by their constituents. Um, and, and, and I would say, you know, it's never a bad thing that constituents tell us what we ought to be doing. It's never a bad thing because it, it gives an opportunity for reflection. Now, some, some of them have hardened because they, they say that Jim Jordan is mounting this pressure campaign. I know Jim Jordan. He's not, that's not his style. Right. He wouldn't need to. He wouldn't need to. There's people that love him so much that they are, they're just independently doing it. But, but yeah, we'll see. I, there's, I, I've seen the list of 10 names this morning that came out that are still holdouts, but I have been watching them drop like flies over the last, last day, well, two and, days.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I would imagine that it does not work in their favor, the holdouts, what is currently going on in Israel, and the observation that this is, to say the least, an inopportune time to not have a speaker
1: yeah i think this is probably the last chance that we have to have a republican speaker Mm. Uh, and i'm serious Uh, a a speaker that's picked by the republican party if this fails you will get a speaker that is a mix of it's basically it will be a speaker that the democrats support Mm. that they they help pick and that will be in my opinion one of the most tragic moments in u.s history so Matt and Gates
0: th- really—he's either going to be the worst guy in Congress or the best. If you're a conservative, based on this outcome, right,
1: right, and that's why. Like, look, I, I'm—I if we get a Jim Jordan, I will be so ecstatic. Um, but it, it's just been an—it's an enormous risk that we're at, and it, it can tip any direction. As
0: as just an outside observer, and this is really just a human, I guess, emotion aspect. There's something about Jim Jordan that I just like. I I don't know what it is. Now, I know the things I like about him intellectually. I know the things that uh, I appreciate Mm -hmm. that he does where he will stand up for things that others will not and that he is vocal and that he just continues on. Uh, in ways that a lot of others just would not but there's something about him that he's for me the sort of guy that you just think I bet I I would like him as a person and obviously he's not going to strike everyone that way but for whatever there's just something about him I like
1: (laughs) I don't know what it is yeah he's he's got that uh well you know he's got that yeah think of your favorite high school teacher uh, yeah yeah
0: yeah that's yeah that's right
1: and so I think that's kind of the way that he carries himself. But he's 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 a godly man. Um, he's very principled. He's very honest. And I think that that genuineness is what people are find refreshing. Refreshing.
0: And that is supposed to take place, I guess, eleven o'clock our time, twelve o'clock uh, out there, uh, barring any changes. Correct.
1: Correct. And it could take it could take multiple rounds. I no. hope it doesn't. And, with, if, and if it and if fails completely, it'll be tragic.
0: Talking with Congressman Burleson, someone had texted in wanting to know your thoughts on, with everything going on, the, the potential or the reality in some capacities of uh, taxpayers uh, funding, you know, couple of different wars we got Ukraine and now the situation in Israel and potentially China if they decide they want to take advantage of everything that's going on uh, at this point and and it just seems as if we're we're, golly gee whiz in some capacity we're more involved in more you know wars than we've been in many people's lifetimes
1: yeah and I think that this is this is a reflection of the Biden administration you know he has alienated um, countries that should be allies, I, and country, like for example, Saudi Arabia is rebuking uh, Lincoln yesterday. Um, we this, you know, when it comes to Israel, if Saudi Arabia uh, had a strong relationship with the United States, you 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 might see Saudi Arabia, you know, step forward on the global stage and call out Hamas. But but because because you know we basically tried to um, undermine their oil infrastructure and and disrespect them. I mean, look, when Biden went to go meet him. He said he wouldn't shake his hand because he was, uh, if you remember, because no. he uh, he accused him of murdering the uh, the reporter. Right. Um, and so, wouldn't shake his hand. Well, what do you expect to happen? So, this uh, the Biden administration is weak. Uh, and sadly, it's causing problems on the world stage, and, and they're corrupt. And this connection with Ukraine is, is corrupt. I, I, I go back to – there's, there's a it, – it's a fine line because while we made a commitment to Ukraine that we would provide you know, support uh, b- b- whenever they gave up their nuclear missiles, we, we are – there's 300, $300 million a year was that commitment. Now we're looking at sending billions and billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars have been sent. And meanwhile, our actual ally, Israel, is yeah. facing an existential crisis. So we, ha- I think we have to reflect on our priorities and, and have some clear heads and some logic behind what we're doing on the on foreign policy
0: what other thoughts or is there any talk at all about the announcement yesterday biden heading over there to
1: israel for a visit tomorrow yeah i think that that's i i think that biden should should have gone to some of the places in america (laughs) he's never been to palestine um he's not been to the border so but you know but you know what that's fine he if he goes to Israel I think it shows shows um at least some level of encouragement for the israelis.
0: How and I'm somewhat cynical here and my thought is that this is marketing that it is to uh, this is an administration that we're learning essentially was responsible to a large degree of funding this attack funding Hamas not just the 6 billion unfrozen mm-hmm. but the the non-adherence to sanctions on oil uh, that iran has made i think 80 to billion uh, 80 to 90 billion dollars on according to to the estimates mm-hmm. and so that's like the, the the real involvement here and so this is to just be as loud and proud Almost, you know, there's no room to question our commitment to Israel in order to try and distract from the fact that this administration has been funding the terrorists.
1: No, you have, you, that's a really good point. It's, there's, it's no doubt that they have been naive in their dealings with Iran, and, and Israel is paying the penalty for that. Uh, so it might, I think that if Joe Biden is not going to lead in in aiding israel then hopefully we can elect a speaker today and we can start supporting israel There are
0: a number of people made comments on the text line regarding or referencing the the safety of having the president in israel at this time and and we're here they're there uh, you know, our perception of the level of danger on a wide scale is limited to what we see in the news, um, and and so we don't really have, I, I think, um, the best assessment as in terms of the safety of such a, a visit, particularly announced ahead of time uh, is there any talk or, or or discussion that's being had about well, is this really that safe i mean blinken's been there but then you hear about schumer's led delegation they're having to hide in bomb shelters uh so a pre-announced uh, visit is there any concern about that
1: um or even I, any talk I, I, about I it think that, well i there is concern about People going to Israel. I had a. They have a a a planned trip to Israel in November for the freshman delegation, Mm. and it has been canceled. Right. uh, But or at least delayed. I so but at the end of the day, the president has got the people should have the expertise and the and the people to understand where he can go safely. Yeah.
0: Well, we were trying to decide if Kamala was real excited about this or if she was sort of poking around, right. to, you know, just questioning, I you know, is this that dangerous or, you know, I'm just curious, just for conversation <laughs> reasons. Uh, Congressman Burleson, anything else before we let you go this morning that um, people need to be aware of? I mean, obviously there's been so much focus on the speaker race. We've got the that continuing resolution deadline coming up. I suppose I should ask before we let you go, what, where, what does that look like right now?
1: Well, because we've lost time, I just don't know that we're going to be able to pass the appropriation bills. So what does this that mean? This is why I didn't support Austin McCartney. Um, it means that we're probably going to have to do another continuing resolution okay. and to give us more, the, enough time to, to do this. And this is what's frustrating because this happens every year. They do this, and then they, and there's an omnibus bill that, that comes in right before Christmas. But I think what Jim Jordan's plan is is kind of interesting, so maybe the listeners can get prepared for this. If, In order to not get jammed by the Senate and pass an omnibus bill, if we pass a continuing resolution into next year into April, there are automatic triggers in law that diminish the appropriations by 1% from year to year. So that means that, that next year's appropriation be one percent less than this year's appropriations and so jordan wants to do that he wants to play he wants to do a continuing resolution in other words the government's not going to shut down but if we don't pass the budget before april then everybody gets a haircut one percent which is kind of a strategic move sure so so i just needed people to understand like Mm. that's the that's the strategy so it's different. I usually oppose continuing resolutions, but given if this is a, a well planned strategy, maybe I might support it.
0: Well, to me, it seems like a win win um, if his goal truly is fiscal responsibility, which I, I, I think that he's earned that. Um, although, you know, trust but verify. But given that one percent automatic decrease in april to say okay we're, we've got to do a continuing resolution because to me that's a much better option than some omnibus bill without question say do a continuing resolution and we're going to do it right and if not well one percent cut across that it's it's one of those two options and uh but to me that seems like a win-win well
1: yeah,
0: yeah i don't like we'll
1: this. Char- charlie's had the football game from his yeah. in front yeah, of him true. too many
0: times yeah that's true that's true uh Congressman burleson thank you sir it's always good to to have you on the show
1: yep likewise nick thank you so much all
0: right you bet take care springfield's talk one i i'm nick reed first alert forecast from color 10 fox 49 meteorologist tom schmidt sponsored by st Clair of the ozarks home it. improvements sunshine 67 for a high today mostly cleared an eye down to 46 and tomorrow sunshine yet warmer with a of 73. Sarah Myers.
2: Thank you. Well, if you don't follow Quick Draw Gun and Monet on social media, I recommend that you do so. They do a great job posting their sales whenever they have new restocks and new inventory. And one of the things that they actually just posted a couple of days ago was home defense shotguns. And they mentioned that they have something for everyone's expertise level and everyone's budget. So if you've been thinking about becoming a first-time firearm owner or maybe you're looking to add to your collection brad and his team down there at quick draw gun in monette is the place to go truly you could not find a nicer set of people down there now for all of their contact information their shop hours and their address you can find all of that under the sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com
0: in another historic first for our country not third world countries banana republics and under regimes like Putin, but a historic first for our country, a a Democrat presidential appointed judge, being Obama, appointed judge, put a gag order on Trump, essentially dictating what he can and cannot say as part of his presidential campaign. Zach Smith, Heritage Foundation legal fellow and former assistant US attorney, Told the Daily Caller News Foundation, quote, not only have we never before had a former president or leading presidential candidate being indicted in four different felony cases with 91 counts across the four cases, but we've also never, to my knowledge, had a leading presidential candidate who's had a gag order issued against him limiting what he's allowed to say on the campaign trail. Oh, remember the days when we were told Trump was a threat to democracy? Remember the days whenever the left said that if somebody like Donald Trump gets elected president, he'll just lock up his political opposition. And as is consistent with people on the left, the things that they accuse others of doing or claiming that they will do if they get power, they themselves are the ones who do it, and then they fully support doing it. You know, the the Democrat voters don't go, hey, well, wait a minute here. Four years ago, or even further back than that, running against Hillary, you you told us that Donald Trump was going to be this kind of president. You told us that democracy was going to die under Donald Trump because he was going to lock up political opposition. But now we're doing that and we're supposed to be supportive of it. And that's not what they say. They say, right on, let's do it. There are a number of valuation pieces in the Federalist Judge bars Trump from campaigning against top political rival. Being one of them, Monday, Judge Tanya Chutkin issued a gag order to prohibit the Republican frontrunner from speaking out on the case. Just more than a year out from the next election, the order bars Trump from publicly defending himself against attacks from potential witnesses, court personnel, or federal prosecutors in the clay- case, including Special Counsel Jack Smith, who's known for illegally leaking information against Trump. And the Obama-appointed judge has said, you cannot publicly respond. You have no freedom of speech. The First Amendment does not apply to you. Judge Chutkin reportedly said, this is not about whether I like the language Mr. Trump uses. This is about language that presents a danger to the administration of justice. Words said, to some degree, in some variation, by every dictator ever. Oh, see, they always suppress political opposition for the security of the state. They always do. This is the same rationale that is used by every dictatorial regime, every banana republic, every fascist totalitarian party, political party that's ever existed. It's all for the state. It's to protect their people in the state, in the government, from the dangerous rhetoric of these people. The order itself presents a danger Not just to Trump, but, as noted by the Federalist, to American democracy, our republic. Democrats are always trying to prevent Americans from being given the choice, or are already, rather, trying to prevent Americans from being given the chance to vote on the former president. Now, far less activists are wielding the judiciary to prevent Trump from leading an effective campaign. With a more than 45-point lead in the Republican primary, Trump isn't running against other candidates attempting to challenge him. He's running against the Department of Justice, and the Department of Justice under President Joe Biden is running against him. With 44 federal indictments that thwart the GOP frontrunner's triumphant return. The special counsel prosecuting Trump over protesters' 2021 attack on the Capitol requested the gag order in September, alleging the former president's statements over the case sought to undermine the integrity of these proceedings and prejudice the jury pool. Yet the proceedings were undermined from the start, with the selection of Judge T- uh, Chutkin to preside over the politically charged case in the nation's capital. Just more than a week after Smith requested the gag order, Chutkin refused a motion from Trump's legal team that she recuse herself from the trial. There's never been any doubt on how Chutkin might rule on consequential decisions since the January 6th indictments were first handed down on August 1. An activist judge with an obvious animus against the former president and his supporters, federal prosecutors could not have been given a more friendly judge in a district more friendly to the government's case. Beyond the fact residents in Washington, D.C. voted for Biden over Trump in the 2020 election by a whopping 92 to 5 percent. An Emerson College survey found a majority, 64 percent, have already made up their minds to vote in favor of convicting Trump if they were selected for the jury. Only 8% said that they thought they might find Trump innocent, another 28% unsure. The judge herself is likely among those who would vote in favor of convicting based on recent rulings and statements. According to the AP in August, the Obama-appointed judge built a reputation as, quote, a tough punisher of capital rioters. Chutkin presided over more than three dozen cases of those charged with crimes related to the Capitol riot. Other judges, reported the AP, typically have handed down sentences that are more lenient than those requested by prosecutors. Chutkin, however, has matched or exceeded what the prosecutors were even recommending in 19 of her 38 sentences. In four of those cases, prosecutors weren't seeking any jail time at all, but she threw them away anyhow. Chutkin has also condemned comparisons of the January 6th Capitol riot to the deadly riots for so-called social justice of 2020. The fiery riots, she claimed in one hearing, were actually, quote, the actions of people protesting mostly peacefully for civil rights, end quote. The Capitol riot, on the other hand, was an attempt to, quote, violently overthrow the government never mind the $2 billion worth of damage, making the outbreak of leftist violence one of the single most destructive in American history as protesters targeting of federal buildings. The carnage from the summer of rage cost 66 times more than the estimated damage done to the Capitol in the hours-long riot. Trump's Republican rivals attacked him for shelling out a disproportionate amount of campaign funds for his own legal defense— those attacks, however, fail to grapple with the reality that for Trump, his serious opponents aren't the other Republicans in the race. His primary contest is one with the federal government trying to silence him, and we have once again fully been transformed into what Democrats claim Trump would transform us into, but he did not, and that is a dictatorship in which the the powers that be imprison political opposition, and in this case, clear election interference. The things that they claim made Vladimir Putin so awful and evil, they themselves are doing. Whether that's interfering in our elections or imprisoning political opposition.
2: Thank you. Well, every morning I tell you about Avis, the car rental company, and their long-term rental program. And one of the neat program benefits is that you can try out fully loaded vehicles with all of the bells and whistles and top trim tier levels. And I mention this because uh, this morning I was getting ready to go to work and it was like 41 or 42 degrees outside. And so I used my remote start on my vehicle, started my car and it warmed up my steering wheel. It warmed up my seat and it was like nice and comfortable when I got into my car to get ready for work and uh, it was just it was nice it was luxurious to have that because my personal vehicle doesn't now the reason I mentioned the long-term rental program is it is great if you are in the market to purchase a vehicle but you're wanting to do kind of a longer test drive before you actually make that commitment it's also great if you are a person who likes to lease your vehicles and you're wanting a little bit uh, more wiggle room with that or it's also good if you are a business owner looking to add to your fleet of vehicles now, if you want more information on the long-term rental program, just swing by the Avis store off of Fort and Sunshine and speak to Lauren. And, of course, you can find all of the contact information for Avis under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com.
0: In uh, another revelation that is the result of the Democrat Party becoming a totalitarian regime, Jack Smith is refusing to comply with Uh, Freedom of Information Act request, while hiding the identity of prosecutors trying to imprison Donald Trump. For a political party that demonizes Vladimir Putin, it's as if they cannot emulate him to any greater degree. The Jack Smith Special Counsel refuses to release the names of his team members, And why? Well, he gives the same reason every dictator gives. Because the people are dangerous. The individuals in this case or the individual that the government is trying to imprison is a danger to the government. You know, it's interesting because these are the same people when when you talk about the Second Amendment. And Joe Biden has done this on numerous occasions. They mock the idea that our second amendment has any real life application regarding the overthrowing of the government the the right of the citizens to overthrow the government should have become tyrannical and and biden has mocked that idea now we're, we're we're also supposed to believe that unarmed people almost destroyed our entire country and violently overthrew the government so complete contradictions here But these same people that get mocked in the context of the Second Amendment as never, ever, ever being able to overthrow the government claim that Donald Trump, speaking words, could lead to the overthrow of the government. And that our nation, the government, people within the government are in grave danger because of these horrible people like Donald Trump out there, which if we really want to get conspiratorial here, do we want to make, do we really want to make a list of people who have died under suspicious circumstances that have had connections to Republicans versus connections to Democrats? Do we want to make that list? Because we could do that all day long. 95% of the time would be on the list of people who have connections to Democrats. Whether it's the Clintons, the Epsteins, you can go down the list. This is in defiance of the law, which Jack Smith has demonstrated through illegal leaking of information that he is above the law. And that's because he's working on behalf of our government in order to try and imprison the political opposition. Again, I think even Putin is not this brazen with his corruption. He, to some degree, at least puts a little bit of finesse into it. Most dictators are not so outwardly brazen about their attempt to imprison and silence political opposition. The Democrats have really brought us to great places in this country, haven't they? Incidentally, the silencing the gag order on Trump and and much of, and we know this, what was Trump's One of his successful campaign themes when he was running for president in the past and was successful, that government is corrupt, that government is a swamp. That is one of his more successful campaign themes, and that's what they're gagging him on. That's what a judge is saying. You cannot talk about that. You cannot talk about the corruption of this process. And if you look at history... Not from a you know a, a a wide lens, but just in terms of when gag orders have put been put into place in the past, the gag orders are generally to the default of uh, the the benefit of the citizen, not the government. And prosecutors generally, if you take the political context out of this, they love they love when the people they're prosecuting talk because they usually get themselves into trouble. Isn't it interesting that they take the opposite approach when it comes to their political opposition?